about not having healthy fats in her diet. And the question is, you know, was it truly the omegas that dealt with her inflammation, which, you know, there's some literature out about omegas and inflammation, but we also are going to get a, a nice reply video from Garth Davis, MD, about his comments about the true source of, of omegas and how we can go about it. And Mike Tyson. It's going to be an incredible show. We're going to jump right into it. You're going to learn a lot. There's all kinds of social media sharing because of kind of things people are doing. Famous stars, starlets, singers, just just crazy, amazing thing going on in the world. But we need to comment on it. And that's why we're doing this reply. So here we go. When it comes up that Miley is no longer completely plant-based vegan boom 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 there it is here we go um doing all my weight training my resistance and then the kind of the veganism i was kind of trying to i think i'm really kind of building myself back up to realize what works so i'm actually right now in a very experimental period it's actually fun to talk about with you because i know that you kind of have probably some good suggestions on that but I'm experimenting a lot with like my diet and my body and my routine and my exercise right now. Um, because I mean, kind of like, you know, leaving veganism and, and is it really terrifying. Like you said, the public kind of will destroy you for that. And, How long were you vegan? Uh, since I was vegan from 2013 till 2019. So in 2019, what was the first thing that you ate? Uh, my my ex-husband cooked me cook me some fish on the grill wow so she went uh six years on uh, complete complete vegan it sounds like and then she's going on to say her ex-husband in 2019 cooked her some fish cooked her some fish made her a pesca vegetarian i guess is what we would call it and she she had some comments about about that and you know how does that impact the fans and what they think and and her feeling about how she felt so so that's kind of what we wanted to get to so let's uh no judgment miley <laughs> here we go just doing some things wrong um and did you, i cried like for a long time i cried for the fish and Those i little fucks they don't take care of their kids listen i have some videos on my phone <laughs> of my fish at home i have a blowfish that runs to the side of the tank every time i come home so it really hurts me to eat because it to thinks you're fish. gonna feed it and I do every time. Yeah, that's it. That's I all know. it is. If it, if it, you know what? I haven't really had... <laughs> you get shot in the head. That fish doesn't give a fuck. Well, that's what <laughs> that's what my around. ex said about the dogs. And I'm like, I can't do this. The dogs. And he's like, watch this. Starts feeding them the fish. They're like, they're happy. You know, they'll eat it. But um, so that's what I had. And it was because of a hip pain. I had uh, actually going to... We were flying to, I think, Poland or something on a tour that I was on. And I started sobbing, crying on the plane because I couldn't sit any longer because my hips were hurting so bad. So this was pre And laying on the floor. Pre-quitting gluten? Now I'm back on gluten. So that was a, I did a trial period of 18 of, of like kind of removing things because I think when you try all these different diets, like, okay, now I'm going to try keto. Now I'm going to try vegan. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to try this. You're doing it at such a kind of, it's really hard to know Drastic. what's affecting you. Right. Um, so I tried to go slowly like, okay, it, it takes a freaking long time but going through and going i'm gonna eliminate this now right. and then i'm gonna put it back yeah. and see how i feel my body when i am supplementing especially with the omegas like the omegas have really changed my life for me i think again you know you kind of 
you kind of referred to me as something like a car and I think that we are kind of like a car and I was like so dry from having none of these healthy fats in my diet. Mm -hmm. I did what I... Okay, so she's talking about not having healthy fats in her diet. And the question is, you know, was it truly the omegas that dealt with her inflammation, which, you know, there's some literature out about omegas and inflammation. But we also are going to get a, a nice reply video from Garth Davis, MD, about his comments about the true source of, of omegas and how we can go about it without having to go and add say toxic mercury loaded fish it's truly just a lack of a uh, lack of education on her part right is what it's what it comes down to is she just she didn't know what she needed to be eating as a plant-based person because if you're eating animals on a regular basis then stumbling upon omega-3s is much easier to do right if you're eating meat on a regular basis even if it even if the ratios of ratios of omega-3s are bad and even if they're mostly really inflammatory omega-6s you're still getting those omega-3s even even though it comes with all kinds of other health problems, right? Yeah, and, and it's interesting that we've known in the literature that adding, say, for example, processed oils, olive oil, corn oil, safflower oil, um, e even animal-saturated fat, coconut oil, and um, butter and things, that, that processed oils themselves can cause essential fatty acid deficiencies. Even though you're loading up with what appears to be a lot of, in their words, good oils. The ratios matter too, correct? Yeah. And in, so their solution, they came back full circle to the omegas. But for another reason, the omegas uh, are important. So let's, let's go a little bit further here and, and pick up on that. I could with like as many freaking avocados a day as I it's could have other things, but it's hard to get the fat. Yeah. It's not as bioavailable. And when your brain is, you know, like your that. brain really needs those fats. And, you know, it was really, really hard for me. Fish oil is the way to go. Yep. I know people don't like it and they don't like the idea behind it. If But God damn it, it's so good for your brain. Yeah. I love, uh, I do kind of like the fish egg vital choice mm -hmm. also. Cause that I, sounds great. I love vital fish choice. eggs the way to go. That's what I do. Yeah. I mean, that's it's really the best helped way my to get your so, so yeah. much. Now well, it's an inflammation issue issue then yes yeah yeah i think in general my brain like you're saying is kind of on fire it is inflamed yeah. i think in general i'm inflamed so i'm looking for in my life not just in kind of like dating or relationships but in general the people i like to have around i like to have those kind of water signs i like someone that can kind of or earth signs but i love water signs because i love being and in general like i love people that are kind of like fluid and that can kind of put some of that on my flame because it's it's it gets so what she's gone off into a tangent there about the people around her, but let's let's jump into really the origin of the omegas and these comments about fish oil being desirable. It may work, but fish is an in-between animal that is basically getting its omegas from marine, marine algae. Let, let's jump right in with uh, Dr. Garth Davis, very sharp intelligent author of proteinaholics uh, i'm going to have him on as a guest very soon here here let's let's just jump right in on that and are all over the internet and running to go and buy fish it's always weird to me because first of all veganism is not a diet i, I don't do veganism to be healthy is it healthy yes but do i do it to be healthy no in fact, if you look at it, some of the long-term studies, and my favorite study being the Adventist Health Study, 
shows vegans live exceedingly long, healthy life, but guess who's healthier than them? The pesco vegetarians. And there is a reason for that. It turns out that omega-3s are important to our body. And we are learning more and more about this. There was a recent trial with high dose pharmaceutical grade fish oil that did show a reduction in cardiac mortality in people with high triglycerides. We also know from several trials that... By the way, high triglycerides, you have to tease out the difference between fasting triglycerides after an eight-hour period or checking triglycerides in the middle of the day. We've seen studies that he's not referring to where if people are eating a higher fat diet, that they have a higher overall triglyceride level, but upon fasting, they have a lower level. People who are on a plant-based oil-free diet are going to have their highest triglycerides in the morning because they haven't eaten. The body's releasing fat from the fat storage cells mm. to make up for as if, hey, you're fasting, we better release some fuel. So that's something hardly ever referred to, and that's in, in the scientific journals that I've collected over the last 43 years myself being oil-free, plant-based. And uh, here, let's, let's go further. He, he's got some, some good comments. People with low DHA and EPA, which are long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, tend to actually have their brain shrink over time. There have been studies showing that supplementation with omega-3 can help with concentration in people that are having problems and DHA and EPA deficient. And get this, vegetarians and vegans can easily be EPA and DHA deficient, even if you're taking flaxseed, even flaxseed and chia seeds, because that produces ALA, but your body has to turn ALA to DPA and EPA, DHA and EPA, and it has about a 10% efficiency in doing so. And so that can create a problem, and that may be why we see the better survival in, in pescatarians in the Adventist Health Study. Likewise, the vegan diet's not perfect. We don't get a lot of B12, and so if you don't take B12, you could get higher homocysteine levels, and you get higher homocysteine levels, you are at an increased risk of having a stroke or a heart attack. Homocysteine has been debated and it, it is part of some other studies where they were monitoring homocysteine levels and doing their best to reduce homocysteine, and they felt it was related to cardiovascular, but a higher relationship was the cholesterol in fish that actually caused more damage than good. Now, when you think about the pescatarian Adventist study, how much fish are they actually really eating? And look at the amount, massive amount of plant-based foods they're eating just as a culture. The longest-lived blue zones, Okinawa, they eat sweet potatoes, oranges, all kinds of fresh, whole, plant-based foods. And based on peer-reviewed studies that have been translated only recently from Japan, they eat uh, fish about two, maybe three times a week at most. So we're really not talking about daily, and if they're using it two or three times a week, I don't see that causing a cholesterol well, problem or issue, but they're getting some omegas. And then not only that, I was going to say also, um, you know, that's like some when when he he's not mentioning uh, another blue zone, which is the uh, Seventh Day Adventists of Northern California, and th they're one hundred percent vegan. They're just 
um, you know, in a first world country and knowledgeable enough to know that they need the B12 and the D3 and, and that sort of thing. But the funny part about the B12s talk, um, you know, which it is important, it's important for the structure of your cells, um, amongst other things, is that, um, you know, even most people who eat meat on a regular basis who think that they're healthy because they do that or even try to have the vegan debate, they're not getting enough B12 to have proper cell structure. You know, unless they're really the way, like from what, what we've seen, nine times out of ten, the only people that have proper cell structure on their live blood are people who spray it under their tongue subling and, and absorb it sublingually, right? Because most people have intestinal issues that don't allow them to absorb it properly anyway. We've been looking under blood, you for nearly what, five years? Um, uh, almost six, I think. I, yeah. I've been looking at people's blood for 43 years and I. There's more than one factor. I, I look at the fact of what's called intrinsic factor in the stomach and the gut. And if the gut has been uh, damaged or altered, which is uh, most people in the first world, if you're eating processed food at all, pro exactly, it's difficult to absorb B12, even if you're getting animal-based foods. Now, a plant-based individual could be not absorbing enough B12 because in primitive times it was in the air when it rained it come down on the plants we'd eat it. It was in the soil you didn't wash off the particularly off the soil because there's a lot of microbes in soil and that's a great source of B12. Which is where the meat that you're eating is actually getting it from is from the soil they're pulling you know they're pulling out with the feed. Right and and then then go back a step further with the fish they're getting it from eating a lot of algae marine algae yeah. and so they collect it they're a collector of B12 and by default you get it but they're also a collector of toxins toxins heavy mercury metals, yeah. heavy metal and we see that in our screening of of dry blood but then we of course don't just depend because that's part of a research project we send it off to the lab urine blood tests and and invariably, it always comes back with high levels of heavy metals. And then you ask the person, do you eat fish? Oh, yeah, tuna. <laughs> well, what do you think? And then uh, Tony Robbins recently was shown to have the highest recorded level of heavy metal to the level of toxicity that he nearly died. And so he's going through a protocol with a, a doctor friend of mine, Chris Shade, and they're using micronized silica, by the way, which we offer as part of, yep, it's a white little silica that's been micronized, meaning very small particles, and you sprinkle it into the food, and along with a high-fiber diet, it soaks up all these heavy metals and toxins, but that can take... That could it take. It's not a short process. No. Well, no amount of heavy metals and, is safe. And then the EDTA you know, chelation that people do, that's, I mean, it's really not good for you to do it that way where it's fast and you pull out all the good, all the good minerals and all the, you know, all the, all the good stuff along with I, it. I'm not convinced that chelation therapy in and of itself, although it can work if they use the right combination. So I know a doctor in San Clemente and he does a whole urinary excretion when they give them a load uh, to see how much is absorbed and then how much is excreted. And then from there, you know, a, a therapy is designed with the right, if you will, EDTA, but combinations to attach or chelate or grab these heavy metals. Plus, um, infrared spa, saunas. That's the, I think that's the it way It leaks that stuff out. That and a high-fiber diet. But going back full circle to B12, uh, Dr. Joel Wallach once stated, he said that, listen, you know, it's not just a lack of, of B12 because some of these people have what's called genetic tendencies to a form of red blood cell abnormality. Hmm. And these, you see everywhere you look, these oval-shaped cells, weird-shaped cells. 
and it's recorded in Merck's manual and discussed that this type of genetic tendency, but according to Joe Wallach, he's seen with the 94 trace minerals and vitamins and nutrients that with daily use that he's actually seen where these individuals have reversed that condition. And it's even rare in places where it's common in areas of the world. So yeah. I, I just wanted to be really clear that you really want to approach personalized nutritional evaluations and not with what Dr. Garth Davis is saying an N of one, Siley Myra saying, oh, I ate fish and it, it's... Siley Myris, you did it. Did I do it? <laughs> what is her name? Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Good. I think you got it right for me. Thanks. Here we go. Let's go back. So, Miley Cyrus said that she couldn't concentrate and she's now eating fish and she could concentrate. First of all, Look, this screams a little bit of like a nocebo placebo effect. In other words, enough people say she complains, oh, my God, I can't concentrate. People say it's because you're vegan. She said, oh, my God, maybe it's because I'm vegan. Now she's set up to think that she really can't concentrate. And then she eats some fish and she gets this kind of placebo. Oh, my God, I'm sharp now. I'm, I'm sharp. It could have been because of depression. It could have been a poor sleep cycle. Maybe there's drugs involved, you know. Yeah, let's let's zero in on the drugs thing. I mean, I listened to two solid hours of <laughs> Miley Cyrus, and there's a section here. I, this might be it right here. Is this is this the one we need to jump to? I, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I think yeah. I so. think I think this is it. Here, I, I, I'm pretty sure she gets into her long term, and, and this isn't. I'm not blowing the whistle on her long term drug use pot cocaine I think everybody knew that yeah yeah okay here we go and alcoholism you know which hello that depletes b12 it, it every only, time you drink it it completely wipes your stores out i didn't realize that storage for up to a year yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean I'm insane yeah and by the way b12 is stored in the liver but where do you think the alcohol gets detoxified in the liver wham you just knocked out your entire b12 storage you better for, be supplementing if you're drinking yeah here we go so let's take a look at this i don't even remember doing this like it's right. totally like being high on drugs it is um, and things started showing up and you're like what the hell it's too easy i'm in the middle of a book now about that it's called irresistible mm -hmm. you find that it's, it's on my instagram too jamie um Irresistible is this book that is about how people are addicted. It's by uh, Adam Alter. And uh, it's about how people are addicted to your phones yeah. and applications, but it also goes into just the actual physical aspect of addiction and how it works on the brain. And how we always like to think of addiction as like it's something that you get hooked physically and you can't live without it. No, it, no it's something that you have a compulsion to, to use and you can't avoid that compulsion for some reason. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be good. It's no, not a, and it, it's can not happen a good with, it can happen with things Anything. like love. And yes. I mean, I've even felt that too when it's like, in the most stressful times of my life, it's like, okay, I can't reach for drugs anymore. Okay, I don't want to reach for bad food. All right, I'm going to reach for... Like, you know, coming down from something all the time. Well, we, the beginning we part of phone. love is the most powerful drug you're ever going to take. It's like cocaine. When you, Yeah, it's dopamine. Straight dopamine, right to the fucking veins. Dr. Amen has a book, Brain in Love, and I mm. read it a lot because I had a tendency to to need someone in my life at all times. And I yes. actually now, I, I really love just factual information so you can go, I'm not a total freak that's got this, I'm not a love addict. This is actually what is happening to me on a level of... This is uncontrollable of you can control how it affects you and what you're, I guess, 
kind of learn to control your reaction. Exactly. You can control your reaction. But when you love someone the first couple of months, you know, you do feel like you're high on drugs. It is. is. Now, she's bringing up a whole area that's really important. During this, one of the segments, uh, Miley talks about the history, not just of in her rock and roll or is she in the pop or country She's music category? She's going to genres a couple times. Yeah. Okay. But, but the point is her father, famous, you know, Johnny Cash and, and, and Cyrus, you know, the two together, jamming together, and he was up for a Grammy of some sort. But the point was she said he was an alcoholic or is, I think he's still living, and his yes, father was an alcoholic and, and, and the grandmother before was an alcoholic and, and screams I, one thing to me. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I know. I think you know where, where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, absolutely. So y- y- you look at this, and, and by the way, she mentioned uh, Daniel Amen, and later she re- mentions this book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Very good book. And then Safe Uses of Cortisol, William McKinley Jeffries, a go-to book. A little technical. Most doctors like to refer to it because it it's explains clearly adrenal fatigue and addictions and she's got she said love addictions food addictions drug addictions it's it's uh, amazing buying too much stuff so she had to get an app you know she had to get rid of her amazon app because she was buying so many things being a drama queen is a lot is a lot uh, to do with that as well right yeah 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 and then and then this book hormone solution uh by dr terry hertog who's going to become a regular guest each month We're, we're we're, we're going to be talking it up uh, on some of the coming shows and yeah. really get into the origin and how to solve it with adrenal support, supplements, adrenal, the daylight sun, getting quality sleep. Absolutely. Hypnosis tapes, all these things. And by the way, Daniel Amen is a big, big believer in in, in hypnosis and, and the power of the mind and meditation. So I, I really wanted to get to a deeper core, and she's really unraveled more than just, oh, the simple solution of taking fish oil is going to solve. Now, now she's got inflammation in the hip. What about delayed food allergies? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Especially if you're if you're plant-based and you're mixing up the variety on what you're eating, which is what you're supposed to be doing, you might be strumming those cords that you wouldn't be doing. If, you know, you wouldn't be eating those things if you're eating a, a meat-based diet and you're sticking to, you know, simple yeah. carbs and that sort of thing. Com- completely. And and l- again, another part we won't jump to that segment, but she talks about basically eating junk food vegan, you know. I mean, it's yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, well, then her, all of her argument is null and void. It's, pro- it it's problematic to say that here she was this pure vegan. She never admitted to that. She said, you know, you know, we're bringing, I try to eat healthy. And the word try is weak. Yeah, I'm what, sorry. In NLP, that's like, you either must. Like, did you get in contact with like uh, Nick Delgado or a Joel Furman or a, a Michael Greger? You know, right. you get in contact with someone who knows what they're talking about? Yeah, ex- exactly. So or McDougal, you know? Yeah, I, I, know. I, I think uh, we probably should go a little bit further in um, – Garth Davis, because he's got some other gems to share here. Let's go a little further here. Here we go. This really is not a scientific study. This end of one Miley Cyrus now eating fish, feeling better. Number two, look, if Miley was really worried about it, all you do is you supplement. It does turn out that if you really want to get to the natural source of long chain amino uh, omega threes, they come from algae. The fish is a middleman for for the omega-3s. 
why not go straight to the source? So just take an algae supplement. There have been some good studies showing that uh, the long chain uh, omega-3s, the DHA and EPA that you get from algae is as good a supplement as taking fish oil and works just fine. But let's go a little bit further. Why are people freaking out that Miley Cyrus is no longer vegan? Are, are you vegan because Miley Cyrus is vegan? Or do you think that Miley Cyrus is some kind of expert on health and therefore she drops it because of health issues, therefore you've got to drop it because of health issues? No one should be vegan just because of health. I don't tell my patients to go vegan. I tell them to go plant-based. I do say eat fish or supplement because I do think omega-3 is important. But I'm vegan not because of my health. I'm vegan because fishing absolutely destroys environments. It's a horrible, horrible stress on the environment. There's bycatch involved. Um, and I don't want to be a part of that industry. I don't want to contribute to it in any way, shape or form. Now, if I had no choice, well, I would start fishing and catch my own fish and, and eat it. But I do have a choice. I could take an omega-3 supplement, which I do every single night. Now I don't have to worry about being part of that industry. And that's what being vegan is about. Some people don't think fish feel. Yeah, and taking a supplement every night, the studies I looked at, it took about four months to build up the omega yeah. levels where it made a significant difference in brain function, right? Well, and the thing is too, is uh, with the fish oil supplements, a lot of times there's even more concentrated levels of heavy metals in those fish oil supplements than in the fish themselves. Whereas yeah. with the algae oils, you don't have to worry about any of that issue. Correct. Go right to the source. If you'd like, contact us. We have a uh, source that we think is reliable. We call it part of our coaching supplements that we offer. It's not on the website. But we've hand-selected what we believe to be the best marine algae that's free of toxins, that's effective, and, and will solve all these issues. Now, plant-based eating is one of the great ways uh, to, to essentially reduce uh, inflammation. It, it truly is one of the great ways. Absolutely. Uh, that one podcast I did with uh, Brendan Meebane, and he talks about how here's a 300-pound nose guard for, at that time, the uh, L.A. Chargers, how, how it cleared up his inflammation, you know, just going plant-based. Well, and one thing I don't think, like, he's doing, you know, he's kind of talking to a crowd that he expects to be in the know a little bit is, you know, he's saying he wouldn't recommend people go vegan for health reasons. And then he mentioned for just a split second, he recommends they go plant-based, right? And the difference is, is vegan is a, uh, it's like a moral philosophy, right? Veganism isn't about the health practices, isn't about choosing the right foods. It's about just abstaining from animal foods for the purpose of not harming animals, Plant-based, on the other hand, or like the nutritarian approach or, you know, whatever whatever you want to title it, um, that's about selecting the foods with the highest nutrient values and the most health benefits um, to get the most bang for your buck out of everything you put in your mouth, right? And so those are two different things. Which is exactly where, where I'm at and just whatever I advocate, you know, just for the sake of the audience to know, you know, I do it for health reasons. So I'm not locked into this, oh, I'll never eat a glandular from adrenal or thyroid. Oh, I hate that. <sighs> I, I hate when we're talking to somebody who, who's 100% moral vegan and they've got adrenal issues that are just as glaring as can be. 
and, and dangerous and d- bad. You know, they're they're they can't function in life. And you're saying, you know, this is the answer, and they won't touch it because there's a little bit of glandular in it, and that little bit of glandular just is so against their moral philosophy that even though it does no harm to their health and actually is going to benefit it substantially, they'd rather just avoid it completely and 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 you know stay away from the smart approach. Right. And and James Wilson in his book Adrenal Fatigue he. He eloquently, and I interviewed him a number of times, talks about the the great importance and benefit of taking these glandulars. Now, we went a step further. We sourced out the absolute best glandulars, New Zealand, you know, completely free of, of, of toxins and so forth. But more importantly, we now know that it's not one single glandular. They're supportive. And, and more importantly, it's been shown with tracers that if you took a spleen glandular, it goes to the spleen. You take liver, it goes to the liver. You take adrenal, it goes to the adrenal glands. And over time, instead of having to depend on the safe uses of cortisol, which hydrocortisone is a prescription item, which we're going to get to uh, in a coming interview with Dr. Hertog and him and I, by the way, he discovered it shortly after I reported it. In, in a book I wrote, you know, black, uh, Blood Doesn't Lie, but the whole idea of hydrocortisone dosages four times a day to knock out <laughs> the virus. We'll just call it the virus, yeah. right? Because I'm well, and the se- careful the se- about The section in there on miscarriages is absolutely amazing. Where with women having eight miscarriages in a row because of having adrenal f- fatigue or adrenal issues, like having eight miscarriages in a row and then doing what this book says in regards to hydrocortisone supplementation and literally then having eight kids successfully in a row after that. Uh, and, Insane. And, yeah, and, and I'm coming know. from a standpoint where I, I had serious adrenal deficiency bordering on uh, the type of uh, condition much like President Kennedy had, uh, Wilson syndrome, and... Did I say that right? Addison's disease. Addison's, Addison's correct. Disease. Addison's disease. And there is an opposite, the one where you have too high of, mm. of cortisol production. So that's where and they all have, came in. And, the, and then it's funny because all of them have like three different names that are based off of the three the different people who've discovered it in, a, in a different forms in different areas. So depending on <laughs> who you are al- aligned with, you have different names for it. Like um, calling it... Uh, you know, cortisol versus hydrocortisone. You know, it's like it just depends on who you're aligned well, with. Well, you, you know why he renamed it uh, uh, cortisol uh, instead of hydrocortisone was because there was so much negativity about hydrocortisone because the synthetics had came out from the pharmaceuticals and they were just too toxic, too mm. strong. So he renamed it hydrocortisone to cortisol, which is the bioidentical hormone, which is essentially saying the same thing, but then it, he didn't have people turned off by what do you mean safe uses of cortisol versus safe uses of hydrocortisone in their mind there is no safe use of hydrocortisone when oh my god it's one of the drugs of the century and here it's natural and bioidentical and you can get it from glandulars and how sad is it that so many doctors when you use the word hydrocortisone they almost like they almost shriek back right like it's yeah. like it's some dangerous product because they you know they relate it to pregnazone and a lot of these synthetic ones that do all this damage right so what what you have to do is is kind of come full circle and realize that uh, Terry Hertog in his book and in my new book, uh, Blood Doesn't Lie, we just sold out our last copy, autograph copy, so we shipped it out. I don't even have a copy to show you right now. I'm so proud of the book, Blood Doesn't Lie. (laughs) But we delve deep into these subjects because the, the adrenal system affects the immune system. 
and immune rejuvenation. And testosterone, all kinds and, of stuff. And it also affected me growing up where I severely had an eating disorder where I could never eat enough food and Same. I just kept eating and eating and eating. Now, if I eat a lot of plant-based food, I don't gain weight so long as I'm staying within the spectrum of lower calorie foods. So I do it in a sequence. But also... I can actually eat a plate of food now and push away and like, I'm satisfied. Mm -hmm. And I can now practice a, a type of eating that the Japanese made famous, Hari Hashibu, eat up to 80% and then stop and let it absorb. But, but you know, the beauty is I can stay within that 12-hour uh, uh, window. So if I wake up at 7 in the morning, I finish eating at 7 at night. If I'm still a little hungry, I'll eat light. But it's an, it's insane what a difference on your sleep it makes to go to bed with with empty intestines or with an empty stomach. Like it, I my sleep is so much deeper. I will wake up so much more rested with less inflammation and all of that, just from not eating that several hours before bed, like you said, by trying to adhere to that twelve hour protocol. I mean, the advice we're giving now could be life saving because you can live months without uh, testosterone. You can live months without thyroid, but you can't live minutes without cortisol which is produced by the adrenals and that's why so many people are drama people they're they're living on the border and they have to take a drug prescription or not or they have to create emotional drama dose energy drinks constantly yeah right? caffeine non-stop and so they just whacked out their adrenals to no end i can only imagine uh someone like uh Miley Cyrus, who, you know, is a performer. She's got to get on stage. Crazy gig schedule. Uh, and, unbelievable, and right? Schedule. And since yeah. she was, what, 12 or 15 years old, I mean, on tour, I mean, you can only imagine. You know, we, we, we couldn't. Exactly. So let's go a little bit further here with this discussion. I think, I think it's really worth hearing this. Feel pain. Fish definitely feel pain. They've got a central nervous system. I don't feel like I need to contribute to their pain, and that's why I'm vegan. And I could do it in a very healthy manner because I'm a whole food plant-based eater that supplements omega-3, I have no need for fish in that regard. At one point I was pescatarian and I had very high mercury levels and so I can avoid that too, simply by taking algae omega-3. Same goes with B12, I take a B12 supplement. Now some people will say a vegan diet is not a natural diet. We should eat a paleo diet like paleo man ate because that is the perfect diet for longevity. And that, that's always, look, that's crazy to me because that assumes that natural selection gives a damn about you growing old and being healthy so that you can watch your kids grow up, etc. Natural selection doesn't give a damn about that. All natural selection cares about is that you live to the age of procreation so you can spread the dream. After that, natural selection doesn't care. So to say that primitive man or what we evolved to eat has anything to do with longevity is just flat out wrong. What's better to do is look around the world at the cultures that live long, healthy lives and um, look at multivariate analyses and what is associated with longevity. And you will see over and over again, it's fruits, vegetables, and beans. That is what's associated with longevity. Now, blue zones are not vegan for the most part, except for the 4% of the Seventh-day Adventists that are, that are vegan, but they do eat a predominantly plant-based diet. They do eat some fish. Some of them do eat some dairy, though most of that comes you know, from goats. But the point being is that you could emulate their diet for the most part. And if you have an ethic where you don't want to eat meat or fish, you could eat that diet and get the benefits by supplementing. And some people think supplementing uh, is somehow not healthy, but 
the research says otherwise. You could live a long, healthy life as a vegan without contributing to pain and suffering and to destruction of environments, but you do have to supplement. And I think Miley Cyrus could have easily supplemented and be fine. Uh, but if she chooses not to do that, that's fine. You be you. Don't worry about what social media influencers and celebrities have to say. Well stated. Uh, excellent. And I, I agree with virtually everything that Garth Davis had to say about that. And, and I mean, think about it. There's, we, we talk about this emotional need. And I, I wanted to cut away for a moment to something that uh, uh, Miley... Uh, had to say here let, let, let me just pull this up but there's this fantastic book that everyone should read and I, I'm, I'm going to pull it up right now here so you can you can take a look uh, nutrition and mental illness an orthomolecular approach to balancing body chemistry Carl C. Pfeiffer MD PhD uh, this guy was an absolute genius he also worked with um Eric Braverman, MD in New York, and they had some pretty amazing things that they discovered that essentially that people who have um, psychosis, depression, uh, addictions, they would see an increase in white blood cells. Interesting. And there was a histodelia, they defined it, hista means high white blood cell, a, a specific type of white cell, and we've seen it under the microscope a number of times, and he showed that by going gluten-free, dairy-free, and then kind of further trailing down what the person's allergic to. By the way, your delayed food allergies could be different than mine. It could be that I was breastfed for you know two years which I believe I, I... I was, too, even though I have a crazy amount of food allergies. I just got the crappy crappy roll of the dice. Right. And, but the question is, were certain foods still introduced during that two-year period? In some people, that's the case. In others, it's... I know a lot of family members that have adrenal fatigue, adrenal sure dysfunction. Yeah. So the point is... Or did. You really need to pay attention to literally mental Ill, illness and its relationship to nutrition so that's where it's important to understand hey it may be plant-based food but sometimes gluten because the way wheat is designed these days it has more gluten than it did in ancient well, times not only that um with the way that they use they you know to protect their crop they kill it early using month you know like roundup ready or oops, i shouldn't i don't know using uh yeah. like uh, glyphosate mm -hmm. um they end up killing it at a time when the gluten itself isn't a fully matured fully formed protein so it's because of it being that an immature form of the protein there uh you know a lot of people like zach bush for example t um, are saying that that is causing it to interact with our guts in a way that's not correct because it's basically like it'd be the, the equivalent of you eating um like green apple like not green apple but like uh you know like apples that are half their size that aren't fully matured or like you know super rock hard peaches and that's how you eat your peaches all the time you know it's it, it's not a good way to do it and they're covered in pesticides right having a relationship with it when it's over it's over the what's painful isn't the relationship it's that when it's done you holding on for that extra however long you try to make it work something that's not working yeah. that's what i did on the video and that's what i hated when i was a kid you know 
from directors not knowing what they want and then getting frustrated with the child for not performing properly. It's mm. like, but you're not communicating. And I'm a child and you're an adult and you're not communicating properly. So you are working me into the ground to get something that you don't know what you want. Um, and that was always really frustrating to me. And I think that's why now a non-negotiable in my relationship or dating life is you better know what you want um, because I, I'm just not interested in taking you know another 10 years like I did with my first love figuring that out now when you were wow that's that's pretty heavy her talking about a 10-year relationship that had gone way past the point of nurturing and love and support and her trying to figure out a way to to, to make that work so and part of it being because they he didn't have an end, an end goal or a, a vision of what he actually wanted so he was all over the place in his you know his expectations of her right so you know, sometimes in, in couples and relationships, they they grow apart for various reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a different stage in their life. Or hormonally, they're changing. And you have to adjust for those changes. Your diet, your exercise, your sleep, your hormones. So I think we've learned quite a bit uh, from this. Hey, guys, I got to tell you, the new coaching program has come out. And we're excited about the coaching program. Because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com, we'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email, and you're going to get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, Anne, and I got to tell you that you know, the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come.